on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Q&AF. That's where you submit the cues, and I give you the AFs. As always, you can submit your cues to... Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. And that's DJ. What's going on, guys? DJ is my handsome co-host. Oh. What's, your, uh, what's your Instagram, DJ, so these dudes can follow you? I got them on IG at, uh, at officially D Johnson. You guys give DJ a follow. Appreciate that. All right. Now, if you're new to the show, which some of you always are, uh, this is not your normal podcast where we just do business development. This is a mix of business development, personal development, uh, domestic extremism, um, and all kinds of motivational shit. So you're going to have all kinds of different topics on this show or different formats for the show. Other times when you tune in, we'll be cruise the internet. That's where we throw up three topics on the screen. We talk about uh, how ridiculous they are, who wrote them, and how come they're so fucking stupid. Um, And we do so with a sense of humor. And if you don't have humor, don't listen to the show. I don't like people without humor. Then sometimes we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of real talk. That's just something I think needs to be said. Then sometimes we have full length. Full length is similar to like an interview, uh, maybe that you've listened to on one of the 40 million other podcasts out there, except I'm not really good at it. And uh, I interrupt people a whole lot. And um, yeah, so that's the, that's the fucking, that's the way we do it here. Um, I will say with this unique way of doing things, uh, you will get tremendous value. You will learn the truth in society. You will learn the truth about winning. You will learn the truth about getting your shit together. And you will learn how to be a better functioning, more complete, higher performing human. And for that, we have a fee. And the fee is very simple. I don't run ads on the show for one specific reason. Well, there's two specific reasons. One, I think it's annoying. But two, I don't want to have to answer to anybody bitching about anything I say. So it allows me to say what I want to say without any uh, interference. And in return, I ask for something for you. This is very simple. Whenever you get value from a show, I appreciate if you share the show. Okay. Now, a lot of you guys are very lazy about sharing the show. I'm just going to be honest with you. Okay. You share the show one every 40 episodes, one every 50 episodes. You don't share the shows where I say some polarizing shit, even though you might agree that it's true. Okay. If you go back and listen to the show from 2019, had you all shared the show, we wouldn't even be in the situation that we're fucking in right now. And I got receipts to prove it. So if you listen to the show and you don't share the show, you're a fucking hoe. Yeah. <laughs> all right. For those of you that share the show, thank you very much. Now, don't be a hoe. Yeah, don't be a hoe. Share the show. That's right. <laughs> All right, man. So what's happening? Oh, you know, I got some good ones for you. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, what's going on with you, dude? You're closing in on 75 hard here, huh? We on dude, day 71? Yeah, no. The, today is day 73. My last day is Saturday. So. Huh? Really? My last day is Saturday, yeah. But I'm going to go right into phase one. There's no no sense of stopping the freight You're train. fucking killing it, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I got a long way to go. Where'd you start at? So this round, I started at 318. 
Well, when you and I met, you were 350 I was three. I was like 355. Yeah. I mean, I damn near 360, bro. Yeah. Half of that was your fucking hair, bro. That's true. Yeah. The hair you were trying to keep. <laughs> well, I just finally down fired my face. So yeah. It's still there. So 350 down to 300. I'm, I know, I know I'm know. i below No, no, no. What I'm saying is you went from 350 the first, to yeah. 300 that first year. Mm-hmm. Then you, you, you got off a little track where yeah. you got back up to about, what, 310, 315? 318. 318. Was, was the start of this round. So. And now you're sub, you're in the 80s? I'm, I got to be at least. I don't know. I, I, I think the, you got to be in the 280s. I, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of how I feel, too. Like, yeah. I, I know I am. I haven't been looking when at When you told scale. me you were 290, you look significantly thinner. Yeah. And that was probably three weeks three ago. Three weeks ago, yeah. I mean, everything's recomping. I will say that, though. Like, you getting some veins? Yeah, getting the veins are coming in. Like, you know, I know you'd be running around your house in your underwear flexing on Alex. Well, that was before. <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, that, that's not nothing new. But, uh, no, nah, man, it feels good. I just, I do feel like I'm in a good place with momentum built up. Like, there's no point in fucking it up. Yeah. You, know, you talk about that a lot. Like, don't fuck up the momentum once yeah. you got it. Yeah. Because it's hard to get that shit back yeah. up. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to go right into phase one and. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so. bro. You know that. I think that's a huge key in anything in life is is when you have the momentum to be able to recognize you have it, and then to continue to move with it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people when they get that momentum, they mistake it and they think that it's like power. Mm-hmm. Like I have the power, that's like it. fucking He Man shit, right? Right, right. Motherfucker, it ain't you. It's the momentum you created. Mm-hmm. And when you decide that you're all, you know, you let your ego get in front of you and you start thinking you're badass and shit, and then you stop, you yeah. realize real quick. That it was just that momentum pushing you forward. And, and I think that's a huge lesson that the Live Hard program teaches. You, can, you guys can get that for free, by the way. Uh, it makes uh, high-performance humans out of you uh, at episode 208. Free. It's fucking free. I could make millions of dollars selling a motherfucking program. Yeah. It's fucking free. Yeah. No, I, and I, I, it's, it's like it's funny, man, because like we've had a couple of, uh, like you know, if you guys are familiar with the Live Hard, you call them test days, right? Yeah. We've had a few. Yeah. You know, where it's like, I mean, you know, bro, you've had, you, you've been how many out there? I, I mean, bro, 10, 10, 12 times I've seen you through this cycle out at fucking one in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, and the thing is, like, I just had to turn it into like a fucking game. You know, like, like now it's like when I'm like looking ahead, like I got to go out of town uh, Saturday. I got to go out of town. It's like, I'm already trying to fucking plan it out. Okay, cool. Like, all yeah. right, let's fucking get it then. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Don't you think that's one of the biggest things it teaches, bro? Is time management? Yeah, bro, because everybody says, oh, you know, I got so much going on. How would I have the time? You got the fucking time. I think the, big, choice. the biggest thing I hear from people about that program is the, <laughs> and if they're being, this is if they're being honest. Usually what people will say is, bro, I was totally lying to myself about how busy I was. Fuck yeah. It's kind of like the same shit people say about yeah. kids. The right? same thing, I mean, same thing people say about food, yeah. fucking everything. Yeah. What do you mean? It's, just, it's the what lies. Mean it's the lies we tell ourselves. Oh yeah, you know. I think the worst, the worst day though, is when we went to Utah. You yeah, know? dude, that fucking that uh, fucking Keaton's, Keaton's driveway, bro. Bro, that's that My fucking ass drive- still hurts. Bro, that driveway made me sweat driving up it. <laughs> bro, man, I did a fucking. It was. It took me. It was seven times. Yeah, and that was after a long ass fucking day. Bro, miserable, but I got it done. Yeah, and so it was rewarding. But yeah, it's all good, man. Cool. Is it good with you? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I mean, dude, look, I feel good. My, my body's coming back, uh, muscles coming back on, you know, getting ready to flex on motherfuckers, you know, like (laughs) I've been a little quiet the last year because like, dude, when I'm not at my best, I don't feel as, as strong and as powerful as I normally do. You know, Mm -hmm. it makes me a little timid. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not my natural state. 
So like I'm starting to come back to my natural state, which is fucking baddest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. And I like that. Feels good. Um, you know, get you know, this whole year, dude, has been a, ba- a big test for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the last 12 months. We're we're what? No, today's November yeah, 17th. You're, you're one month out from Yeah, surgery. one month out from my surgery. Yeah. Um from a year anniversary of the surgery and uh, yeah, dude, it's a uh, it's been a test, bro. You know, I had total shoulder reconstruction. Um, I, I injured my shoulder at, at the at, at the best physique and the best mental space I'd ever been in. I had to watch my body fucking deteriorate away after all of that work, which was literal years of dedicated work, three fucking full years of almost no fucking cheating. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I had to deal with that. Then on top of it, I had to deal with, you know, what's going on in the fucking world. And then I had to deal with those the effects that it had on our ability to execute business, you know, which in all of my businesses, which is changing things. Um, but honestly, bro, like the main thing like that I feel right now that I think I feel so good about is um, that getting off those antidepressants. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about this this morning, man. You know, for those of you that don't know, uh, I was on antidepressants for 10 fucking years. And for the last three years, watching what they did with COVID, watching what they've done with the pharmaceutical industry, and just kind of learning more and more and seeing more and more of how all these things operate and how these elite motherfuckers across the world will actually make people sick or make people believe they're sick to sell them a cure. Mm-hmm. Um, once I realized that that was happening, bro, I was just like, yeah, fuck them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, fuck, they fucking got me. Same thing with porn. Once I realized that they were fucking getting us with porn, yeah. I stopped fucking with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, but getting off those antidepressants, that was real shit, dude. And like, you know, I'm finally, that was what? <sighs> about august 1st when i started getting off of them mm-hmm. so august september october you know it's been a hundred something days i f- finally feel fucking like really fucking good mm-hmm. and dude the 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 first 60 days of getting off of that shit and by the way if you're somebody that, that wants to get off of that stuff um you you need to do it with a, a doctor's guidance because it's very very difficult to do and you're gonna have to prepare yourself for at least 60 days of more anxiety than you probably ever had before you started taking the pills more depressive thoughts and suicidal thoughts than you ever had before you started taking the pills i mean they made the shit so they make the shit so hard to come off of and i personally believe that's entirely intentional of them Mm -hmm. um but yeah so like today you know like when i woke up today it was weird kind of popped in my head i'm like motherfucker you just did something that most people can't fucking do mm-hmm. and that made me feel pretty good no um yeah. so all in all dude like fucking health is getting better mental health is fucking getting back to that bulletproof uh place that i like to be my physical standards are getting back i'm not far off from where i was when i got hurt Probably about 10 pounds too heavy but i'm still trying to put muscle on i'm not trying to be lean right now yeah. um but yeah Feeling fucking good. Excited about this fucking, the relaunch of MFCEO project. Excited about um, basically consolidating all the winners in, in our network to this new this new program that we're getting ready to launch, this new platform. So yeah, dude, I'm excited, man. Yeah. Feel fucking good. Yeah. How do you think those people that like, you know, watch you and that they haven't really seen much come out, you know what I'm saying? And they're fucking like wondering like, man, what the fuck's going over there? 
going on over there and all of a sudden boom well you got to remember the last time i <laughs> last time i posted con real content about my life was in 2019 you know my life has changed so much from from now to then um and also my my ability what i've learned has changed so much from now to then so mm -hmm. what i have to offer is much is much better uh and and quite honestly i was the best in the world when i stopped doing it mm. so um i'm really excited dude and you know i thought long and hard you know you and i me fuck dude there's not a day that goes by that you and i don't talk about how we can make a better impact to what's going on and what i've really figured out especially with this last election cycle where there was clearly fucking bullshit happening still um not bullshit just straight up fraud yeah okay um what i've learned is that like what we need to do as a as people is to become people who are not consuming the products that they are offering you know because if yeah. there's no customers there's no fucking demand if there's no right. demand they have to change so the reality of how we get them to change what the fuck they're doing is by becoming so independent and so strong and so uh you know removed from their little fucking matrix mm -hmm. in terms of our physical health our own education uh our, our finances our standards and, and all these things like for some reason dude the media and po politicians have convinced people that they direct traffic when in reality it's all of us collectively as individuals that direct traffic mm -hmm. so what what can i do to make the biggest impact is something that i've struggled with and you know people say well run for office yeah okay run for office in a fucking broken system mm -hmm. where they're going to ruin my fucking life for running for office so I have to play their game i run for office once we burn the system down and we have a fucking new one that yeah. isn't fucking totally corrupt i run i'll lead us then mm -hmm. okay but that's that's not happening right now um so i think right now the biggest thing that i can do to serve people is to help these young people who are you know both young in the game but also young uh, literally mm -hmm. learn the reality of what it takes to become higher achieving higher producing higher income more successful mentally harder uh and just better fucking people yeah and they're not being taught that you know for the last 20 years people have been taught how to be mediocre how to how to fucking be soft intentionally so that the system can fucking milk everything out of them and you know people are starting to realize especially parents like there's parents right now of 13 14 15 16 year old kids who are realizing holy fuck dude my kids are totally fucked because of the education system and they're looking for alternatives well i'm going to be that alternative okay you might not like how i say it but i can promise you your fucking kids are going to hear the truth and they're going to learn the real shit of what it's going to take to win in the real world and so i'm excited about what what i'm doing because i think that's what i'm equipped to do best and i think that's what can create the biggest impact Yep. is bringing these next generation kids up to par with what it means to be a free american that actually understands how to fucking win in this country and 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 also how to serve through winning so yeah, yeah man i don't know all in all i'm excited i feel pretty good yeah well, i'm fucking excited yeah you excited to see man yeah it's gonna be cool <clears throat> well let's make uh let's make some people better today yeah let's do it uh any question number one I was recently promoted to director of a company. There's a manager in the organization who is blatantly eroding the culture. He's incredibly inconsistent. Sometimes he's great and has values, and other times he's just straight up awful. He has mood swings and sucks energy out of people in the organization. He's been challenged on this before, but he isn't changing. 
The skills he has are at a shortage in our industry and removing him would be risky. Is there any advice uh, on how to proceed? Well, my, if this person who's asking the question was sitting here, what I would say to him is, do you want a hundred of those people? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you want, do you want, do you want, here's your options. Do you want zero of those people or do you want all of those people? Mm. Because cancer spreads. Mm-hmm. And if you don't cut it the fuck out, you're going to get more of it. Yeah. Just like when it gets in your body. So it really is irrelevant culturally. Um, what skills that person has when they're intentionally undermining the culture that you're setting in place. So, you know, that's the reality, you know, ask yourself when you see someone in your system who's bucking the culture, okay. Who's bucking what you want to do and who thinks that they have a better way and this is undermining everything you do. Okay. And this is how I look at it. I look at them and I say, okay, well, do I want more of those people? Mm. The answer is always no. Right. Okay. So what do I do? Usually I have a conversation then maybe I'll have a second conversation. And then the third conversation will be, uh, see you fuck later. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I don't say that in a negative way. Like, you know, go, go do something else. Go, go build your own thing. But um, the reality is, is if you have someone in your system who uh, is undermining you, who is playing their own game, who is deciding that uh, they control shit because they're good at something else, right? Um, let them go build their own thing mm-hmm. and you, you fix stay your culture or stay your course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's as simple as that. And, and a lot of people will ruin their companies because they can't make that decision. They can't make that change. They're afraid to, uh, you know, because probably that guy, probably his skills is probably that he sells a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That's Most probably farming. Yeah. That's yeah. probably what it is. Um, and you think, Oh, well, if we cut this guy out, we're going to lose these sales. Yeah, maybe you might for you, you might go down for a little bit, mm-hmm. but in a year from now, where will you be? Yeah, you know, negative culture is bad, bro. It's real bad. It needs to be addressed as soon as you fucking recognize it. Yeah, and the sooner you recognize it, and the less you let them go down that road, the the more chances are you could salvage that person. Mm-hmm. But this this kind of situation where this person is already saying like I've already addressed this, and you know they continue to do whatever like. Cut them the fuck loose, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's, it's really hard right now in the real world. There's still yeah. a level of entitlement amongst employees where they believe that there's unlimited opportunities outside of the one they currently have. Yeah. And we should go ask the 120,000 tech employees that have be, been laid off in the last 10 days if they mm-hmm. think that's true anymore. Right. Or Amazon. Or yeah. F- or fucking FedEx. Well, or Yeah. And what people don't realize is that you know, when the dot-com bubble burst in, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there were 107,000 layoffs. There's been 120,000 layoffs in the last 10 days. Mm. And it's going to get way worse. Okay? So if people, if people can't recognize that within your organization right now, they're going to learn a really difficult lesson because right now, the opportunities that existed a year ago where everybody's saying, oh, fuck you, you know, I don't... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really like the way you do things. I'm going to go do this and this and this. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this, Andy. What, because I mean, bro, I mean, you know fucking culture. What, what would you say is like the, should be the end goal for 
like solid culture in a, in a, in a business, in a company? Well, I think that's different for the, for whoever, whatever company. I think it's, I think it's mm. always different. You know, um, if you ask me what my personal opinion is, it's, see, culture is designed to create an authentic experience and an mm. authentic company because people don't buy from brand names anymore. They buy from the name plus the people that represent the name. Right. We see this in the stock market right now. What's Disney doing? Tanking. Okay. What's fucking Facebook doing? Tanking. What's fucking everybody doing who's embraced the woke shit? Tanking. They're getting their asses beat. So you, when you ask me what a good culture design would be, mm -hmm. it would be one that represents what you believe this country should actually be about inside your walls. For me, that means freedom. That means freedom of, of thought. That means uh, the freedom of opinion. That means uh, the opportunity for growth. That means lifting each other up. That means taking care of each other. It means, uh, you know, basically doing everything at a high level of excellence, um, which to me, and I could go on and on and on, but basically those are the things that I've always believed that this country should be about. Mm -hmm. So that's how I design my cultures. I, you know, that's why whenever we have a guest that comes in on the show, what, what the fucking every single one of them say, holy shit, dude, when you walk in here, it feels different. You just feel it. Yeah. 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 Well, it feels different because uh, it is different mm. because we don't fucking play with this fucking bullshit out there in the real world uh, that, you know, the fucking woke nonsense that all of you motherfuckers know isn't even true that you're afraid to say anything about because you might get reprimanded or fired. If you're, mm. if you work for one of those companies, come work for me. Right. You're going to fucking love it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, and that's, that's the correction that's happening right now, too. Yeah. It has to do with that woke culture. Yeah, that's real. People are not buying anymore from companies like that. People are not going to buy from companies that shove fucking racism, that shove fucking trans shit, that, tr that shove. Yeah. Dude, we're tired of having it shoved in our fucking faces. That doesn't mean we're fucking bigots. That means we're tired of having it shoved in our faces every motherfucking turn. And that's not just me as a white dude. Black people are tired of it. Fucking gay people are tired of it. Fucking everybody's tired of it. The mere fact that our government is so present in our lives that it, that it, in, that it, it infects our sports. Right. It infects our fucking... Bro, there's no escaping this social bullshit mm -hmm. that is being jammed down our fucking throats. You can't even watch a fucking commercial anymore where there's even a regular family, meaning a family of all the same race. Right. Like whether it be black or white or fucking yeah. Asian, it's always got to be this mixed shit of like mm -hmm. 15 different fucking, you know, bro, how many families you know like that? None. Me neither. Yeah, none. <laughs> like, bro, they're, they're pushing this shit down our throats so hard that people are rejecting it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they're bigots. Everybody here in this company and around me, my friends, we believe in fucking leave me to fuck alone. Do what you want. The problem is those people won't leave us alone. Because they don't believe in that. No. Well, they're going to they gonna fuck around and find out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, dude, the stock prices show. Yeah. The fuck can't lie about the numbers. I told, bro, who said this, by the way? Who told, who told all of you listening to the show, who told you fucking two and a half years ago that the trend was going to swing towards pro-freedom, made in America, pro-American job companies. Who fucking told you that? Mm -hmm. I told you to get out in front of it. And you fucking pussies didn't. I did. Guess what? Mm -hmm. 
So it's whatever, man. Yeah. Keep not listening to me and losing fucking money and your freedoms and your fucking shit. Like, dude, it's just like, I'm, I'm like, guys, if you would just stand the fuck up and be patriotic Americans like y'all fucking are behind closed doors, uh, you'd actually grow. Not and they've got the, the, the society has used all this technology, the media, the bots uh, to, to make people uh, political correctness, silent majority, fucking uh, what else am I missing? All kinds of other things to make people literally afraid, cancel culture, mm -hmm. to make people afraid to fucking love this country. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. What's the easiest way to stand out, bro? To do the opposite of whatever the fuck they tell you to do. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing it, bro. The companies that are kicking ass, the companies that are winning are all, the, the business is transitioning away from these big giant companies back down to small and medium American-owned companies like my companies or like other people's companies that have been, that have been out here in the front. Mm -hmm. I told you it was a great thing to stand up for people. People hate bullies. Mm -hmm. They love people that stand up to bullies. Maybe you should start reflecting that in your culture of your company because people will not only love your company, but they'll love to work at your company. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. <clears throat> Andy, question number two. I feel like you would agree that it's safe to say that there's a direct correlation between higher standards and success and money. Uh, and so my question is, how do you ensure that those higher standards don't start to fall when you start seeing the success and money? Well, that's a good question because that's exactly what happens every time. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, in the beginning, when you have nothing, it's very easy to be aggressive. As you start to get a little more comfortable, you stop being as aggressive. As you get more comfortable into that success, I'm making money, you stop playing aggressive and you start playing not to lose the shit that you have. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's a completely different game. If you understand football, this is the difference between running an aggressive defense that you're fucking getting after it and then running the prevent defense when you're ahead by two touchdowns. And what, what usually happens when people start running the prevent defense when they're, they're ahead by two touchdowns. Yeah, Patriots and Falcons, what was that, 2000? What almost, uh, <laughs> it, bro, it, it almost always happens. Yeah. They end up losing the game, mm -hmm. okay? Because if you're not playing to win, you're not going to win. And if you're playing, not, if you're playing to, to fucking not lose, you will get beat by someone who's playing to win. And so you have to figure out how to cultivate that same urgency when you are comfortable and you are ahead. This is one of the most common questions that I get personally from other people is how the fuck do you show up every day the way that you do and go after it the way that you do when you are where you are? Yeah. It's very simple. It's a mentality that I talk about and teach about and I have taught for many, many years. It's called zero options mentality. In the beginning, when you're broke, do you have an option whether or not to get the fuck up and go to battle? No, you have zero option. Now, when you're on the other end of that and you've got, $100 million fucking in your bank account, how do you keep that mentality? Well, you have to manufacture it. You have to remember. And what I do is I remember this. And I think of it, I think two different things to help me with my zero option mentality. I think one, uh, if I don't get up and do what I got to do, it's only a matter of time before I'm actually digging ditches. Mm. Okay. Real talk. Before I was fucking who I am today, before I started this company, and these other companies and done all this shit and fucking podcasts and all this fucking shit. I did concrete work, okay? And I painted stripes on parking lots. Two of the hardest jobs physically that there are. 
When you paint stripes on parking lots, you have to push around a striper, which weighs three to 400 pounds because it's filled with fucking paint mm -hmm. across a parking lot. And you either do this in the middle of the night when there's no cars around so you can line out the lot and do it, or you do it in the middle of the day, which is even worse because it's 100 fucking degrees outside and you're getting killed on the middle of fucking blacktop. It sucks, okay? The other thing that sucks is carrying uh, concrete forms in and out of a fucking hole all fucking day which is what I did, okay? So what I do is I convince myself that if I don't show up and give everything I got, then I'm gonna go back to that, and guess what? I don't wanna do that. Mm -hmm. So I cultivate a mentality in my own being that if I don't do these things, I'm going to suffer. And then the other thing that I do is I remember that if I don't get, get up and do my work and do my job and do the best I can, that you guys, the people in this room and the people out there and, and all these people that depend on their careers and the, and the number of projects that we have going on, they're going to suffer. Mm. So if you think about it like that, if, you, if you're a true leader that actually serves the people that work for you, you shouldn't have a problem of getting lazy. It's only when you're thinking about yourself. It's only when you're thinking about you know, how well off you are that you can allow yourself to get lazy. Mm. So you know, if you can't figure out how to, how to, how to care about these other people, um, which should be enough for you to get the fuck out of bed and go kick ass, then you should at least remember that what you will be doing uh, in a short amount of time, if you don't, will be, you'll be back to doing whatever it was you did before you started the project that you're on now. Yeah. And that's real shit. You know, it, 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 I've seen it happen a hundred times or more. You guys who are out there, how many people do you know that, got something going, got it going pretty good for a little bit. And then all of a sudden you hear from a while and you say, hey, Steve, what's happening, bro? Oh man, you know, lost my business. You know, things went south, blah, blah, blah. What, well, bro, I just saw you at the fucking, I just saw you, yeah. you were on a fucking yacht out in the, the fucking lake. middle. Yeah. Yeah, you, exactly. you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, this is how that happens. It happens very fast too. So you have to be able to cultivate a zero option mentality, even when you are comfortable financially, because that's what's going to keep you from never being uncomfortable financially again. Mm, love it. Yeah. <clears throat> Andy, our third and final question, uh, question number three. Andy, my sister and I run a small boutique construction interior design company. Usually I, the man, handle the conversations with our contractors and crews, but it's hard to communicate the intricacies that my sisters uh, once communicated. I tell her to just do it and she declines because she fears lack of respect from men. Should I be working on my communication with her or should she be working on her fears with them? You know, I get this question a lot from women. I was about to, we just, yeah, yeah. we just had, yeah. Like I just spoke at uh, Emily's Women in Business event and I had this question, I think three times. Is this a good, is this a good, like, is that a good like sign that maybe the men in society are starting to? No. I don't know. No. I mean, first of all, let's dispel the myth that there's a man's world because that's what I keep hearing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lead in a man's world. Motherfucker, it ain't a man's world. Mm -hmm. the fuck you talking about? Right. That was 1955. It was a man's fucking world. Now, men can't do shit, mm -hmm. okay? Men are fucking pieces of shit. No good men. Men that work hard their whole lives who make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year who are great fucking dads to their kids who do all these things are still shit on by their fucking wives because it's not enough. Mm. all right so let's be real women get opportunities bigger than men they get opportunities faster than men 
Men are the fucking scum of society, and they have been for the last fucking 10 years. So don't come at me with this is a man's fucking world. It's 10 times harder for a fucking man to do fucking anything, get any fucking respect right now. And that's a big fucking problem. Facts. It's fucking facts. Facts, yeah. Men, quality men want quality women. Quality women want quality men. The problem on both sides of the equation is men have lowered their standards because they'd rather just fucking not deal with bullshit from women. They'd rather fucking watch Netflix. They'd rather make a couple bucks and jerk off to porn and not deal with y'all shit. Okay, that's the first fucking thing. Then you got women who are so desperate for fucking men's attention, the good men, that they think that being naked all over the fucking internet and doing all this fucking bullshit somehow attracts, and then they're mad when they can't get a fucking quality man. When it don't work, yeah. <laughs> Bro, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah, that's a lot we of really chakras. Do. Yeah. yeah, like I could talk about this for a long fucking time, okay? Both men and women right now, the, the quality of the average men and women is fucking trash. It's both sides. Your men need to nut the fuck up, dude, and go out and get in fucking shape, get your fucking money together, and start fucking figuring out how to fucking win, and you won't have the problems you have with women. And if women, you stop beating the shit out of every fucking dude that isn't fucking Prince Charming, okay, and you stop fucking selling your shit all over the fucking world trying to pretend like it's fucking quality work, don't complain when those fucking men will not fucking marry you. Mm -hmm. Don't complain. Because they won't. They won't. Raise your fucking standards. It's not a fucking man's world. It's a fucked up world. And to answer the question, if you are a strong woman leader, you will have no problem getting respect from men. Zero. That's a fucking fake self-imposed limitation that women have. You can't lead men. We have made enough progress in this fucking world where there are plenty of strong women leaders that completely run shit all over the place. That's a mental hangup that you tell yourself because you think we're living in 19 fucking 50. Men, the reason that men aren't assertive, the reason that men don't ask you on dates, the reason that men don't do the shit you want to do is because your motherfuckers make fun of them about every fucking time they try. How many times do we see on Instagram a, 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 a fucking girl taking a screenshot of something some dude said to her mm -hmm. and fucking posting her story, making fun of him. And it, it, I'm not talking about like, Hey baby, let me see your butt. Right. I'm talking about like, you know, a dude, like a dude genuinely like trying to get to know you and you fucking shit on him. This should be a whole fucking episode. We talk about this because it's fucking bullshit and I get tired of hearing it. Oh, there's no good men. Well, yeah, because you're out entertaining every other fucking man on the planet. You want attention for you want attention from every man on the internet over the attention that you get from the man at your fucking home. You ain't going to have a good man like that. A good man will get up and walk the fuck out over that shit. Oh, you don't appreciate my body, my blob. I don't give a fuck. You can fucking tell yourself whatever the fuck you want. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> You can, you can, this is called real AF. This ain't called ideal AF or maybe AF or, or the way it should be AF. I hope AF. Yeah. yeah. It's called what it is AF. <laughs> and what it is is this. A quality man who makes quality money, who has his shit together, does not want his fucking woman being viewed by every other motherfucking man. That is fucking fact. You ask any fucking one of them, they'll tell you. It's a fact, yeah. So... <clears throat>
oh, well, I'm making fucking blah, blah, blah on OnlyFans. Yeah, cool. I don't care. Right. A quality man don't care because he's making his own shit. If that's what you got to do to pay your bills, I get it. But don't fucking say that men are the problem. They're not the fucking problem. This culture that fucking castrates men in every possible fucking fashion is the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, ma- I'm toxically masculine because I speak the truth and I stand for what's right and I stand up to motherfucking bullies and I punch them in the fucking face and I make a lot of fucking money. Super toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Until they fucking need Sounds it. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Until they need someone to stand up for them. Exactly. Exactly. I'm fucking tired of it, dude. Oh, that's real. That's real. So, I mean, but do, you, so you, or do you believe that she should just focus on increasing her leadership skills then? Because it doesn't really sound like there's this like gender complex thing. It sounds like you need to just be a fucking leader and forget if you are a man or a woman and understand that we all have equality in the fucking job place and respect. And if you say something to a man and he doesn't do the direct, he doesn't follow the directions that you follow, guess what you get to do? When you're a fucking owner of the company, mm-hmm. what do you get to do? You're fired. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand how yeah. hard this is to fucking grasp. This person works for you, man or woman. They don't do what the fuck you say, man or woman. They don't, they don't do it the way you like it, man or woman. What do you have the option to do? It's very simple. Yeah. I don't understand how to make this any more simple. Stop letting your warped view of how the world is affect your ability to lead whoever the fuck it is that you need to lead. Because at the end of the day, the right people, man or woman, are going to execute because they want to do a great job. People who want to do a great job, regardless if they have a penis or if they have a vagina, are valuable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so stop looking at it as these fucking hangups of men, women, this, that, the woman. You guys overcomplicate the whole fucking thing. It's really simple. What's likely happening here and what likely happens in this scenario every motherfucking time is that this woman has told herself a story about leading that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't think the motherfuckers will follow you, so you don't assert yourself in a leadership role. And because you don't assert yourself in a strong leadership role, they don't follow you, then they're misogynists. Right. Then it's them. That's what happens every fucking time. I'm tired of hearing it. Like, fucking lead or don't lead. If 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 you don't have that ability to understand what I just said, you don't belong in fucking business. It's real, real shit. People who cater to these things, people who who can't get over these things, business is going to become very, very, very difficult for a period of time moving forward. Understand that if you don't muster up the courage to lead your team the way that you need to lead it, whether you're a man or a woman, and whether they're men or women, you're going to lose. And it should come down to just that. But I don't want to hear about this man's world shit anymore. Don't fucking come with me with that because it ain't that way. It just ain't. Well, guys, Andy, that's three. Go pay the fee. Yeah, subscribe to my feet picks. <laughs> I'll tell you this, you I'm going to start charge, my only calves. You can charge a lot more than five bucks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, it's just like I get so tired of hearing it. 
Like, bro, I see on the internet, like, people talking about narcissists and fucking victimhood and fucking no good men and no good women. No, y'all suck. Mm-hmm. Y'all suck. That's why there ain't no good nothing out there. Because you've all accept a lower standard from everybody else as a passable standard. You are what you You accept. women who complain about dudes not taking you on a date are not holding the line and forcing dudes to actually come to that to take you out. You're, you say, oh, everybody wants to Netflix and chill. Yeah, that's because you're Netflix and chilling. Mm-hmm. You're creating the acceptable standard. It makes sense to me. It, it, no, it makes sense to everybody. <laughs> like dudes who's saying, oh, there's no good women while they're fucking simping out for these women who offer nothing except their bodies. Mm-hmm. And women and women have learned women have learned this behavior that that's all they have to offer to have a life. So when you have a learned behavior on one side that is enforced by the other side, you can't be mad at the way it turns out. It's fucking incredibly frustrating for me to watch, dude, because one of the biggest things that I get from you guys is I either get the men saying there's no good women or I get the women saying there's no good men. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, you, all of y'all should look in the mirror. What do you bring to the table? Men, what do you bring to the table? Do you bring a great career to the table? Are you fucking fat as fuck? Or are you actually in shape? Are you intelligent? Are you watching fucking cartoons? Are you playing Call of Duty all fucking day? What are you doing? Are you high value yourself? And if you're not high value, what makes you think that you deserve high value in return? And that goes for the women exactly the same. Your body and your fucking big titties and your fat ass ain't enough to attract a quality man. It ain't enough. It might be enough for a man that doesn't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. Well, quick hit, yeah. Yeah, like, and and that's that's what gets them right. Mm-hmm. They get attention from these dudes that get them believing that that's what they got to do, and it's sad, bro. It's a it's fucked fucking up spi- sad. cycle, bro. It's a fucked up cycle. It is a. That's exactly what it is, yeah. dude. It's a fucked up cycle. Women, you got to stop fucking losers, mm-hmm. and men, you need to get fucking better. Real talk. Yeah, those those That'll women will need it. something when, when they stop it. fucking with because ultimately yeah. it comes from women because women women are the ones most men never get to the level where they're the ones that choose who they fuck mm-hmm. very very few men get to that level okay mm. they, it's true yeah. very few men very few men on this planet walk around with unlimited options of who they fuck you have to be you have to have all your shit in line mm-hmm. okay you got to look right you got to earn right you got to fucking talk right you got to be the fucking man. There's one out of every fucking 10,000 men are like that. Damn. Okay. Women, on the other hand, have controlled that since they, were, they hit puberty. Since women have been 13 years old and they started to get some boobies, they've had every dude they've ever known trying to fuck them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they've, they've grown up with that power. You women need to start restricting that and stop fucking dudes because you think they're going to fucking... You know, like you can't find another dude. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I can't find any good men. So, you know, I'll deal with this guy. But I, I know he's a fucking piece of shit, but yeah. I'll still deal with him. It's a Do you up see what cycle. I'm saying? It's a fucked up cycle, Yeah, if man. women would raise their standards, men would raise their standards. They would have no choice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you men out there that, that have trouble meeting women, go out and get yourself a fucking nice earning career. Go out and get your fat ass in shape. 
Go out and get your life together and then see what kind of problems you have with women. Because you won't have any. I'm fucking tired of seeing it, dude. I love it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know a lot of people won't. I don't really fucking care. But guys, Andy, that is three. So go pay the fee. Yep. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. That's a no. Headshot, case closed.